Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mindful of You podcast. My name is Mallory Gleason, and I am your host. I teach young women how to gain confidence in themselves and lessen their anxiety. I give you techniques that train your brain to see yourself as God sees you and to let go of perfectionism and embrace the peace and calm of embracing who you are. You ready? Let's do it. number 11, mindfulness techniques. So I'm super excited to talk about some of these techniques today because there's something that I have gotten a grasp around in recent um, months or so. Um, I have done therapy since I was 19, so about three years. And um, all, all of the therapists I've had have mentioned mindfulness at some point. But this therapist that I'm seeing now on occasion, she, in my opinion, taught it to me in a way that makes more sense. I think because the way she teaches is similar to that of life coaching. So since I've gotten really into life coaching, I think the way that she taught it really resonated with me because I am into life coaching. So there's a lot of skepticism surrounding mindfulness. Um... I, I think it's because a lot of people think it can solve all problems, and maybe it can. Um, but it seems to be that uh, occasionally there are people who who promote mindfulness who think it's the end-all be-all of anxiety, of solutions. It's like, well, if you would just practice mindfulness and meditate for five minutes a day, I promise you would feel better. Same thing with like 30 minutes of exercise. And I'm like, okay, all of these things are good, but why do we have to be so extreme here and say it's going to fix everything? It's not just chill. (laughs) Um, I believe that when it comes to combating anxiety, we're just gathering our toolkit. So basically we're like carrying a backpack around with us that has a bunch of tools in it that we can use to combat anxiety, but none of them can do it all by themselves. And all of them are helpful, but we use different ones in different situations. Um, and then sometimes we reach back there. We're like, I don't have a tool for this. So I'm just going to write, write out the anxiety and that's fine. Or I've used all my tools. They're not working. I'm just going to write out the anxiety. But that doesn't mean you don't keep putting things into your toolkit. All I'm saying is mindfulness is a tool. I, in my opinion, they are not, it is not a solution. So it can help you lessen anxiety though, which is why I want to teach you three techniques um, to practice mindfulness. Three techniques that I like that have worked for me. I have to mention to you though the difference between mindfulness and coping mechanisms. So coping mechanisms are things that we do and other people might have a different definition. This is how I think of it but they're things that we do to distract us from the anxiety. They're things that we do to cope, to feel okay and it's with this most recent therapist that I've learned that while coping coping mechanisms can be great, sometimes they're not that great. Like, obviously, there's coping mechanisms that could have a negative impact on your life, such as like eating, if you overeat, or um, if one of your coping mechanisms is cutting or viewing pornography or something that like could have a negative impact on your life. Obviously, that's not a great coping mechanism. But 
something else that can happen, even if it's like a positive thing, like when I feel anxious, I clean. Um, what can happen is that can lead into OCD. So like if your habit is when I feel anxious, I go and take a shower. Um, what happens to people who develop obsessive compulsive disorder is they feel the negative emotion and they just think I have to go take a shower. That'll help me feel better. I'm going to go take a shower. So there's different levels of it. For some people, it's reached that point where it's like a compulsion, like they have to, or else they feel extremely uncomfortable. For other people, it's just, oh, I do like to clean when I start feeling anxious. It helps me feel a little better. And that's fine. Again, coping mechanisms are a tool, but we have to be careful that they don't become the only solution because that's what leads to OCD. Isn't that fascinating? I learned that from my therapist. Um, so mindfulness, I really like because you're not relying on something or anyone else really when you practice mindfulness. It's not, it's hardly ever going to have, I, I don't like to say never, but rarely would it have any sort of negative impact on you to practice mindfulness. Um, even if it doesn't fix anything, it's also kind of like no harm done. So without further ado, I'm going to present to you my three mindfulness techniques. Some of these are like bonus ones where like there's like three within one. So just stay with me. So number one is observing your surroundings. I want to say this is the most popular. Um, a lot of people teach the five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can touch, two things you can um, smell, and one thing you can taste. I think that the order varies, but that's like the general idea. So I can teach you a little bit about that one, but I'm going to go over it very briefly because I feel like a lot of people know it. But basically what you do when you start to um, feel this anxiety is you ground yourself. You make yourself aware of your surroundings by observing five things you can see. And then you observe four things you can hear. Then you observe three things like that you can either touch or feel. An example would be the fabric of my shirt on my skin, just focusing on that sensation. And then we focus on two things that we can smell. A good example is like, I feel like cars have a specific smell. So I usually observe that smell. And then if there's anything metal around me, I can usually smell the like metallic type smell. And then uh, one thing you can taste. Uh, so whether it's like leftover food in your mouth or just kind of the taste of your mouth or maybe like you dab your tongue on your hand or something like that if your hand's not gross. <laughs> so yeah. So that's the basic idea. So basically you go through those steps until you start to feel calm again. And if you get stuck, that's a good sign because then you are focused on something else. And then after, so that's one technique. My my favorite observe your surroundings technique is to find everything in a certain color. Um, the observe your surroundings technique is good 
but not as good as the other two te techniques that I'm going to teach you. Um, this one could potentially lead into like an obsessive habit, um, but it hasn't for me. It's just been a, been a nice tool. So basically you pick a color and you observe everything around you in that color. And I like this one because it hurts my brain a little less than the other one. And I like to name them out loud. Sometimes I text it to my husband if he's not with me or I just tell my husband. Um, so yeah, that is to observe your surroundings techniques. Next is feeling your emotion. Now in episode something, something towards the beginning, um, I talk about processing emotions and within that episode, I go through more specifically how to feel an emotion. I'm going to go over it briefly again, but basically the idea is you observe where you are feeling whatever emotion you're feeling. I really like this technique because practicing feeling your feelings is only going to benefit your life because a lot of coping mechanisms for example, cleaning, watching TV, um, etc. While it's fine to do sometimes, they're distractions from your emotions. So you're not feeling your feelings and eventually it's going to come back. So that's why I really like the mindfulness technique of feeling your feelings, being present with them. Basically how you do that is you notice where you feel it. For example, nerves I feel a lot in the back of my throat and like my chest I notice my heart is beating a little faster I might feel a little bit flushed um something else I notice is like very specifically where that emotion lies like is it in a tight little ball is it more widespread um does it feel like it's moving and what I like to do with this one is generally if I'm practicing this technique, I'm not with anybody. Um, just that's how it's played out. Doesn't mean you can't practice it while you're with people. But I like to text it to my husband. So I say, or you could even just write it like in your notes app. Um, you don't have to say it to a person. I just like to because it it makes me get super specific. And he doesn't care. Like sometimes he answers and is like, what? But um, I will just text him and say, I'm feeling anxious. This is what that feels like. And I describe very specifically what anxiety feels like. Then the emotion keeps coming kind of in waves. And as you keep practicing, the smaller the waves get. So say you practice feeling it, you start to feel a little bit better, but then 10 minutes later, you have a thought that triggers anxiety again and it comes back. You just do it again. You just process it again. And it's something that takes practice, but it's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite mindfulness techniques because it's not a distraction. It's helping you become more of who you are when you do this. You're not just like avoiding stuff. And again, I'm not saying the distractions are 100% bad. I think they're a tool, but they're not my favorite tool anymore. Used to be, but they're not my favorite anymore. They're in there. They're in the toolbox. They're just gathering some dust. <laughs> um, okay. Lastly, we have observing your thoughts from a neutral space. So 
basically how this has been presented to me in the past is it's like my thoughts are floating down a river. I know I'm going to lose you here. You're going to be like, Mallory, oh my gosh, what does that even mean? But if you can, I'm sorry, there might be a ticking noise in this podcast. We're struggling with our audio box. I really hope that there's not. Um, ooh, distracted. But I'm just going to talk louder than it. If it drives you nuts, I'm so, so sorry. Go practice some mindfulness after this. <laughs> so observing our thoughts from a neutral space. Basically, we picture a river and there's like little tiny sailboats. And in the sailboats are a big poster board with our thoughts on them. So basically, whatever just occurred, maybe somebody gave us a dirty look. Um, so we received a dirty look from a woman in a restaurant when we accidentally bumped into her. So anxiety comes and there's there's poster boards floating by on these little sailboats. So we see one that says, oh my gosh, what is wrong with her? It was an accident. Then we see another one that says, what's wrong with me? That was so embarrassing. Then we see one that says, Ah, I feel so anxious right now. Another one says, maybe I should leave. And these sailboats are just floating by. Now, one thing that you might be tempted to do is grab the sailboat and take it out of the water and be like, you know what? What if this thought is true? And then more sailboats start to pile up in relation to that one. More thoughts start to pile up and then boom, anxiety attack panic attack or just stronger anxiety we don't need to do that we can watch the sailboats float by because thoughts don't have any meaning until we assign something to them so we can decide you know what I'm kind of on edge right now because I just kind of experienced something that was a little triggering to me so I'm just going to watch the sailboats and think, interesting. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Oh, that one's kind of weird. Oh, wow, that one's like super dark. That's fine. Doesn't mean anything's wrong with me. I'm good. People have intrusive thoughts sometimes. And watch the sailboats. Don't grab them. So this is one of the best things that you can practice because the better you get at seeing your thoughts as neutral, the more control you'll have on what thoughts you want to choose to believe. Like you might want to choose to believe maybe a thought comes floating by that says, oh, dang, that was kind of awkward. Oh, well, grab that sailboat. Hold on to it. That will feel a whole lot better than all the other thoughts that flew by. So until you find one that you like, just watch them float by. Thank you, but no thank you. Okay, that is some mindfulness techniques. I'm sure I'll have more for you in the future. I hope this was helpful for you. Um, be sure to listen to the last episode I posted, Roommate Problems. 
featuring my friend Anna. Super fun episode, a little bit longer, but it will really open up your mind to things you might be struggling with in your life. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye.